Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Friday, February 2nd. On today's show, Rick's Monitor predicts a modest recovery in CRE markets in 2024. Notable commercial real estate transactions from October to December 2023 and updates on eight major upstate commercial real estate projects. Plus, bank losses revive fears over the U.S. commercial property market. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with an update from the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors in London, which suggests a modest recovery in commercial real estate markets in 2024. Senior economist Tarrant Parsons points to pockets of economic strength and areas of continued weakness. Here to delve into this is our correspondent, James. So James, what are the key takeaways from this report? Well, David, the report doesn't predict a significant improvement in momentum across commercial real estate markets. However, there are reasons to be somewhat more optimistic about 2024. One of the most promising aspects is a significant turnaround in interest rate expectations. Furthermore, the number of commercial real estate professionals who view their market to be in a downturn has been gradually moderating over the past three quarters. Interesting. And what does this report say about the US market specifically? The report suggests that the sentiment that we've reached the bottom of the cycle is particularly prevalent in the US market. This could indicate a potential upturn in the near future. What about capital value projections? How do they look for traditional mainstream sectors versus alternative sectors? Capital value projections are mixed for traditional mainstream sectors, with much of the weakness stemming from secondary office and retail. However, alternative sectors, such as data centers and life sciences, are anticipated to see an uplift in capital values. And how about the global perspective? What does the report say about commercial real estate markets in other regions? The report provides insights into various regions. For instance, it discusses the Asia-Pacific commercial real estate market and compares the growth of India's economy to China's. It also covers commercial real estate sentiment across Europe and notes an improvement in both occupier and investor sentiment in the Middle East and Africa. Finally, what does the report suggest about the challenges that 2024 might bring compared to 2023? While the report doesn't provide a direct comparison between the two years, it does hint at modest signs of improvement in North America. However, whether 2024 will be as challenging as 2023 remains to be seen. Thanks for the update, James. As we continue our coverage of the commercial real estate sector, let's shift our focus to the upstate region. This quarter, we've seen a flurry of activity with numerous significant deals being struck. Here to discuss these transactions in more detail is our correspondent from Simply CRE, Abby. So Abby, what are some of the key transactions that stood out this quarter? Well, David, there have been several notable transactions. For instance, Aline Capital announced a series of deals, including the purchase of a 404,000-square-foot property at 255 Blackhawk Road, Greenville, by Greenville Blackhawk, LLC. They also represented the seller, Overbrook Properties, LLC, 
in selling an 8,000 or 210 square foot property at 1613 E North State Greenville to Blueberry 114 Holdings LLC. Another significant transaction was the sale of 27,952 square feet at 1927 Elrod Road, Piedmont to Fulcra Elrod LLC. That's quite a lot of activity. What about Avison Young? Any significant deals from their end? Yes, Avison Young also announced a series of transactions. They represented the landlord, Atlas, at IPG LLC in leasing 25,182 square feet at 311 Genoble Road, Greer, to Alpha Laval, Inc. They also represented the buyer, Swamp Rabbit Food Plaza, LLC, in purchasing a 46,609-square-foot property at 1424 Hampton Ave Extension, Greenville, from WRH Properties, LLC. Another notable deal was the leasing of 5,633 square feet at 701 Easley Bridge Road, Greenville, to Frizzante Foods, LLC, Mill City Pizza. And what about CBRE? Any significant transactions there? CBRE also had a busy quarter. They represented the seller in selling a massive 607,160-square-foot property in Clarius Park, Inlandport, Greer. They also represented the landlord in leasing 304,884 square feet in Smith Farms Industrial Park in Greer. Another significant transaction was the sale of 258,801 square feet at 1105 Scotts Bridge Road, Anderson. It seems like there's been a lot of movement in the commercial real estate sector. Any other notable transactions? Absolutely. There were several other significant transactions. For instance, Pintail announced that Josh Tu and Matt Foster represented the buyer, North Campbell Creek LLC, in purchasing 655 acres on Garlington Road in Mountville. Meanwhile, Wilson Kibler announced that Given Stewart represented the landlord, Van Trust, in leasing a 348,260-square-foot industrial space at 110 Exchange Logistics Park Drive, Piedmont. These are just a few examples of the many transactions that took place this quarter. The commercial real estate market in the upstate is certainly bustling. Thanks for the breakdown, Abby. Speaking of which, Major commercial real estate developments in the upstate are making significant progress as we kick off the new year. To help us understand these developments better, we have Bella, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Bella, let's start with the Canvas Academy. What's the latest there? Canvas Academy, a 19-story mixed-use residential building, is currently in the entitlement process. The Beach Co. hopes to obtain permits by the end of the first quarter of 2024. And if all goes well, construction could begin by the end of summer or early third quarter. What about the Daniel Building? I understand there's a significant redevelopment project planned there. Indeed, a $4 million redevelopment project is in the works for the Daniel Building in downtown Greenville. The aim is to make the 25-story building more pedestrian-friendly and attract new retail and office tenants. Renovations will include revamping the outside plaza, lobby, and parking deck. Construction is expected to begin in the second quarter of 2024 and take 12 months to complete. Moving on to the Woven Project, what can you tell us about that? The Woven Project is a mixed-use development in the village of West Greenville. Developers hope to begin construction by summer 2024. The 214-unit housing project will include 44 units reserved for affordable housing, a public park, public plaza, art gallery, retail space, and a parking deck. The project received final approval from Greenville City Council in January 2023, and tax incentives were approved by Greenville County Council in September 2023. 
What's the status of the mill at Fountain Inn? The mill at Fountain Inn is a unique redevelopment project utilizing three historic flour mill buildings. The first part of the project to open will be a brewery targeted for spring 2024. The upstairs of the building will be a co-working space during business hours. Along with the brewery, there will be a green space and outdoor screen developed, ready for use around the same time. And what about Trade Street Social? Construction of Trade Street Social's over 6,000 square foot space is expected to begin in spring 2024, with an opening expected for late 2024 to early 2025. The delay is due to the team being busy with other projects, like the mill at Fountain Inn. What's happening with the project at 319 Retsti? Developers are currently in the design phase for the mixed-use hotel and residential project planned for 319 Retstate in downtown's West End. The permitting process for the project is expected to begin in March 2024. What's the update on the American Spinning Mill? The redevelopment of the historic American Spinning Mill is nearly complete. The mixed-use, 360,000-square-foot development near San Susi already has apartments available for rent, with the remaining floors to be completed in spring 2024. Finally, what can you tell us about the Poe Mill? Poe Mill, another redevelopment by Contour Development Group in Greenville's Park Place area, has some improvements underway, with construction set to begin summer 2024. The mill will be a mixed-use site with restaurants, apartments, gathering areas, and green space. Thanks for the updates, Bella. Now, shifting our focus to the U.S. commercial property market, there are growing concerns as bank losses begin to mount. This is a topic that has been on the radar for a while, but recent developments have brought it back into focus. Here to delve deeper into this issue is our correspondent, Celeste. So, Celeste, What's causing these fears to resurface? Well, David, the commercial property market in the U.S. has been under scrutiny for some time now. The pandemic has accelerated trends such as remote working and online shopping, which have had a significant impact on demand for commercial real estate. As a result, many properties, particularly in the retail and office sectors, have seen their values decline. This has led to increased losses for banks that have lent money to developers and property owners. And how significant are these losses? Are we talking about a few isolated cases, or is this a more widespread issue? The exact scale of the losses is hard to determine at this stage, but it's clear that this is not just a problem for a handful of banks or properties. The commercial property market is a major part of the U.S. economy, and any significant downturn could have far-reaching implications. It's also worth noting that the situation could be exacerbated by the fact that many commercial properties were already overvalued before the pandemic hit. What are the potential implications of this for the wider economy? Well, the commercial property market is closely linked to the wider economy. If banks suffer significant losses, this could impact their ability to lend, which in turn could slow economic growth. Additionally, a decline in property values could lead to a decrease in tax revenues for local governments, which could impact public services. It's a complex situation with many potential knock-on effects. So what can be done to mitigate these risks? There are a few potential strategies. One is for banks to work closely with borrowers to restructure loans and avoid defaults. Another is for property owners to adapt their properties to new uses. 
for example, by converting office space into residential units. Government intervention could also play a role, for example, through stimulus measures or changes to zoning laws. However, it's clear that there are no easy solutions, and this is likely to be a major challenge for the U.S. economy in the coming years. We appreciate the insights, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.